the tricky thing is for most people is when you're in that comfort zone, you're not going to be able to hear that voice in your heart because um, it's comfortable and you, you don't want to take risks. Because in order to follow your passion, to follow your heart, it's going to demand you to, to take the risk to jump. And my advantage was that I was at the blank, at the blank slate. I didn't have anything to lose. So it was easy for me to make that jump. But as I see the people around me, when they are in their own comfort zone, <laughs> It's very difficult to make the change unless something hit you, the challenge knocked you down. So these challenges is maybe difficult and yes, going to bring a lot of pain, but it's necessary to push you in, to go into the, the, the right direction if your path right now is not aligned. Welcome to today's episode of Unleash Thyself. I am your host, Constantine Morun. And today's guest is Vivi Tai. Vivi is a writer, truth seeker, healer, and she's fearlessly determined to live a free lifestyle regardless of others' opinions. She is the author of Living Through Alchemy, A Transformational Journey to Freedom. Now, in today's episode, we will understand why Vivi decided to not continue following the American dream through her chemical engineering background and also her master in biomedical engineering, to now live a life as a nomadic van lifer, meaning that she lives in her van and travels across Canada and North America. We'll also take a look at how following her heart, becoming more free and becoming who she was meant to be, took her from someone that was filled with anxiety and fears while having the American dream to someone that's now fully living her life. Of course, we'll take a look at the process of alchemy and how that may help you and me in our day-to-day -day life. So prepare yourself for an unforgettable conversation that's sure to leave a lasting impression. Welcome back to Unleash Thyself, the podcast that inspires and empowers you to unleash your full potential. I am thrilled to welcome Vivi Tai to the show. Vivi. We can't wait to hear more about the experiences and insights that have led you to where you are today and your unleashed moment, the moment you knew you are on your own path to becoming the best version of yourself. Vivi, it's a pleasure. Hi, Constantine. Thank you so much for having me here on your platform and allowing me to share my story. <laughs> yes, it's my pleasure. So tell us a bit about your journey. Start whatever you feel it's, it's the, the most pivotal point in your life? Okay, so I'll start with introducing myself. I am a nomadic van lifer, and currently I am in Halifax, Canada. I have traveled across Canada for the last two years, and it has been one of the most amazing experiences in my life. <laughs> Okay. I am also an immigrant here in Canada. My background is Vietnamese, but I have lived in the U.S. as well for probably 12 years. And my story actually started in the U.S. when I was an exchange student there and 
started to go to school and work in the U.S. But of course, I also had the American dream, just like everyone else, Thanks. the material materialistic dream. But it didn't really work out for me. That really took me to a whole different turn, a whole different direction, and really shattered. The foundation that I built for myself for 12 years, which pushed me to go back to Vietnam and reinvented myself. I realized that I didn't want to stay in my home country because of my desire of being a nomad. So I decided to immigrate to Canada, started a new life, became a nomad. <laughs> Started a van life in Canada, even though I have never been to Canada before in my life. But I did a lot of research about on YouTube about van life and what kind of lifestyle that I would like to create in Canada. And and van life has been a gateway for me to not just explore the world, but also. Explore myself as a person to get to know more about who I am, and that led to a spiritual journey, an awakening, um, and eventually understand uh, my journey through the process of alchemy. And I finally realized why I had to go through that path, why everything was. Such a struggle for me in the U.S. and it didn't it didn't work out for me. And understanding that process really helped me to release on the resentment and forgive on the people that hurt me. And so that was where everything started. Like is I I felt um, a lot better about myself once I released on these burdens and. I get to understand more about life, uh, and from there, I when I get to understand alchemy, I get to see everything in a much higher view, kind of like a butt view, or like when you go up to a higher level in a building, then you get to see the landscape on the ground, and you get to understand. Oh, I had to. Take that turn, take that corner to get to where I am today in this building. So that really opened my eyes up into a whole new level, and that was the reason why I wrote my book and share my experience so that um, I can help other people to understand their life journey as well. Because when you get to see everything in a higher plane, it's so much easier to detach and let go. Of all of the all the things, all the negativities, and the attachment with all the people as well, because that attachment linked to all the anger, resentment, and hatred, and grudge. So you get to understand that and see that higher view that these people that actually the key to that these things have to happen. So these people are like the keys of turning the corner. Uh, open the door for you, and it has to go through, you know, all these hardship and adversities, so that you can grow as a person uh, to get to the higher level to see your life in a bird viewpoint. So, and 
that's why I'm here to share my message uh, from my book and the message from my life journey as well. Well, Vivi, that's a, that's a phenomenal story. I'll eat so many parts of that you touch on. But let's, I guess, start back to your journey in, in the United States, right? Because you have a bachelor in chemical engineering, right? And then you went on and got a master's in biomedical engineering, right? So you normally people that put so much time in school, money, effort, getting an engineering degree and a master's is not easy by any means. And then you gave all that up to be doing this. What were some catalysts or what, what can you tell us about what happened during your studies, during the time in the USA that made you think, you know what, that's not the path for me and I need to reinvent myself, like you said? Well, when I lost my job in Boston and then I was on an H-1B visa at the time. Mm, So when I lost my job, I was forced to leave the country. So that means I would have to go back to Vietnam after 12 years of living in the U.S. And I didn't want to. I wanted to stay there. I wanted to pursue that American dream. And to me, getting a green card was a path to freedom. That's green cards was equivalent to freedom to me. Yes. And to many people, I would imagine, right? That's usually, like you said, the American dream for those that are not yet a U.S. citizen. And same with Canadians or residents in Canada are not yet citizens. Exactly. So it was the reason why I forced myself to achieve higher status, getting more degrees and getting a job that was required within the field so that I could stay on H-1B visa. Mm-hmm. But the more I tried to climb up, the the more that I tried to prove myself, the more I felt trapped. I felt like I wasn't mm-hmm. myself. Yes. I felt like I just have to keep proving who I am and I have to be better and better all the time. So all that burden started to really create a lot of stress and anxiety. And that was the reason why I explained in my book that I felt constant back pain and I was depressed and constantly anxious. And especially I was working in hospital environment as well there's already a lot of stress in such environment you know so there was anxiety like every day (laughs) going to work (laughs) like you don't know if you're gonna get scolded if you're gonna do something wrong so the the demand was really high and it was so much pressure and I just felt like I got knocked down Uh, I I just couldn't stand the pressure anymore and there was a lot of conflict between me and my boss as well. So it didn't work out eventually. So I, I lost the job and that's what is the reason why I had to go back to Vietnam. And during that time, I keep asking myself, like, I already invested so much of my life, hundreds of thousand dollars into education in the U.S. And I did tried everything I could to please everyone now. I have to keep my head down in order to, you know, stay away from all the, uh, the, the, the dramas and try to make everyone else happy. But it didn't work. So, like, at that bottom, I was asking myself, like, what I really want to do right now, like who really want to be because 
all the things that I envisioned for myself is already collapsed. Like now I was at the blank slate. So I would have to build myself up or I would have to stay down there forever. And, <laughs> and, and I was thinking if I keep going on the same path, doing the same thing, I would still create the same circumstance. And I just couldn't bring myself apply for jobs doing exactly the same thing and expecting different results right because that's not going to work so yes. if, uh, like you said if you brought you stress anxiety and i'd imagine it wasn't just the work but also the fact that you are on an h1 visa and at any time you could lose that and be forced to essentially you spent a significant amount of time in the us and now all of a sudden you have to uproot yourself and go back to a place you don't recognize anymore so i'd imagine the stress of that alone compounding with the stress and anxiety of work could have not been easy. And there's millions of people like yourself in the USA right now with similar challenges, and yeah, especially with I the layoff in the tech industry and whatnot. Yeah. The reason it was difficult for me to go back was because I didn't want to face my family with so much shame. And there was Ooh. a lot of fear of failure as well. And the in Asian culture, like your family have a lot of expectation on you as well. Yes. And especially I, I was the only one in my family that achieved such high education. Oh, uh, so okay. they, <laughs> they really have high expectation on me and they kind of look up on me as well. And that was the reason why I felt like I let everyone down. And my my family, my mom, she's really supported me a lot for my education and she paid for all my education. And so to go home with nothing, <laughs> it, it, it was difficult. On top of the fact that I would have to readjust with the culture, it was more so about facing that fear of shame and the fear of failure. Yeah, I know what you mean with that. And it's really interesting you said going back with nothing, right? But that nothing is in the eyes of, like you said, the culture, right? The environment, the family, because you have you know, done such some amazing things, right? To get your degrees. And again, I mean, I took math in school and I went to engineering first and I know how tough engineering is, let alone a master in engineering, right? So that alone is a huge achievement. But I understand what you mean about having to face that shame and feeling like you've done nothing in your life despite spending 12 years, like you said. It's interesting. One thing I want to kind of go back to, you mentioned this idea that we kind of lost your identity because your identity was around this, this studying and being an H1 visa and wanting to, become, to get the American dream and become a U.S. citizen. But now you lost that, which meant that you had a choice. Like you said, you had a choice to try to reestablish your same identity and expect different results, which wasn't really going to work or bring yourself a new identity. So when did you realize that you had the power to say, you know what, I'm now going to shape an identity that actually feels right in my soul? I think that was kind of like a flow transition for me. There were several different inspirations that I draw upon. The first thing was my, my friend that I met in Boston who was happened to be a nomad <laughs> okay. so I get him I, I, I got to see him living his life and I was like that's really cool I want to travel around the world as well because <laughs> he, he's a British and he was traveling uh, pretty much all over the world and he was just like hopping from one country to another he's 
here one week and the next week he's somewhere in South America. <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to do that. Then I discovered the Alchemist book by Paulo Coelho. And I read the book and I, I love to be Santiago. And he's also a traveler and adventurer. He get to go to the pyramid and find the treasure. And there's a lot of deep message in that book. It's, it's a very spiritual book. But at that time, I didn't really quite understand all the spiritual messages in the book. The only thing that grabbed me was the, the message about following the heart. And I was thinking that my whole life I was taught to be rational, that I have to think with my head. And that was the reason why I decided pretty much all my decision up to then was all about logics. And I have to go with everything else that people that tell me because that was logical. It was logical to get a higher degree in order to get the visa and to get a job, to get a stable job and to get a house and all that. All, all of those are very logical because it's based on the you know, society standard or based on the expectation of other people around us and from the family as well. But I never really took the time to listen to my heart like what is it that it really want to do and at that point when I lost everything it was maybe a little bit easier to listen to your heart when you don't have anything else yes, yes. <laughs> and I was like I just want to travel <laughs> that's a, such an important message right it's like listening to your heart and understanding that just because we're conditioned a certain way doesn't mean we can challenge that and come, kind of come up with our own ideas of what we want for ourselves. Because truthfully, and this is something I have uh, keep thinking about myself and struggle with, is the idea that as we are raised up, the environment, the family, society teaches us that everyone else has the answer for us on our behalf, and we don't know yeah. what's best for us, right? Because in your example, you went to school because... Yeah. You're conditioned the way, right? And you're told. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's true. You go to school, you work really hard like you did. Yeah. You will get a good job, right? Yeah. You will get the American dream to some degree, right? And But then what happens? You're stressed, anxiety through the roof. You're not happy unless you find that alignment. And some people can find alignment with the work they do, right? So they can find purpose and meaning. But like others like yourself, unfortunately, that's that alignment is so far off where it should be with your heart, that you can't find purpose and joy in that work. So you have to switch careers or you have to switch full lifestyles like you've done. And I really love the way you explain that because it resonates really well with what I'm seeing in my life, but in the life of many people I get to talk to. Yeah, I think I, I think in order to know yourself, to know who you are at the core, at the soul level, you have to have that connection with your heart first. Um, it's not going to tell you exactly who you're going to be first. But I think for me, I started with just following my passion, following my interest. And the more I go down that path, the more it's really unleashed the real version of me. Because yes. I have changed so much the last 10 years. And I did that video on uh, YouTube 
like the more I keep following that passion and that interest and do exactly what my heart tell me to do and what I love to do, I realize that I'm actually more creative than technical. <laughs> it feels like your brain is finally uh, come more into balance. The, the, the left brain and the right brain come into more balance. And the more I just allow myself to be free and just follow that passion, the more this inner gift just started to come out. Like mm. my book, I never imagined in my life that I would write a book. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And I did it. I, I did it. It was such a big challenge for me. And I even wrote some poems, which I I did not even understand, like how these things started to come out of me. I did not even know that I could take good photos. I did not even know I could make videos or write books and write poems. And all these things just started to come once you just kind of open yourself up and allow yourself to be who you are and just the part of you that's hidden underneath that was suppressed because of whatever that you were taught, the way that you were raised, suppressed by society standard, that inner part start to come out. And that's what really surprised me when I go back and see myself like 10 years ago. I was, like, I was a completely different person. <laughs> yes, yes. And it sounds like it. I mean, and what it sounds to me is that once you found alignment with who you are to be or who you're supposed to be, like you said, you go on this path and then as you continue the path, more layers of it, the path unfolds itself. And now you find more and more beautiful things about yourself. Things like you said, you cannot even imagine you could have done. And can you imagine what the future can bring, right? Because you've been in this for 10 years and you have a whole lifetime ahead of you. So this is what I think for many people, including myself, gives you the thrill. You know what? I'm in alignment and I cannot wait to see what the future holds, but at the same time, I'm just enjoying the moment because I'm, you know, happy for, for once, right? Like it's that feeling that you're finally in alignment and you're doing something that makes your soul sing, makes your heart happy. Yeah. I think the tricky thing is for most people is when you're in that comfort zone, you're not going to be able to hear that voice in your heart because um, it's comfortable and is you, you don't want to take risk because in order to follow your passion, to follow your heart, it's going to demand you to, to take the risk to jump. And my advantage was that I was at the blank, at the blank slate. I didn't have anything to lose. So it was easy for me to make that jump. But as I see the people around me, when they are in their own comfort zone. <laughs> it's very difficult to make the change unless something hit you, the challenge knocked you down. So these challenges is maybe difficult and yes, it's going to bring a lot of pain, but it's necessary to push you in, to go into the, the, the right direction if your path right now is not aligned. Absolutely. And I, and I really like that message. And you're, you're right. Sometimes people are in a situation where they know they're not necessarily aligned with what they want or they don't know the answer and it's tough to get out of it. And 
but it's tough to give advice in a situation. I was in the spot myself, right? Because comfortable life, going, progressing through my career, which I still love. I love the work I do with my organization. But at the same time, I wanted to do also other things to help people around me and to truly align with my path, right? So I would say that if people are not happy in whatever situation they are in, I think awareness is the first step. I'm not sure what you think about it. Like yeah. being aware that, you know what, you have the power to do something about it. And that's something could be as simple as challenging your own thoughts and saying, okay, I'm doing these things and I've been repeating them and now give me the outcome I want. I can try small changes. It doesn't have to be as drastic as your example, because like you said, you had nothing else to lose. Most people are not in the spot, but they can take small steps to make positive changes in their life and see if that aligns them a bit more with their heart. Yeah, yeah. I think my, I I do acknowledge that my situation was always a little extreme. <laughs> For some people, it's always a little extreme. Yeah, but, but, I mean, that, that's beautiful in itself, right? Because you had to go through a lot of tough times to be able to get there, right? So that's not yeah. denying that you had to put in the work to get to where you are today. But also it's an example of just because you had those experiences in extreme, it doesn't mean people cannot learn from them and, and apply to their own life where they might not be on the extreme and they might be in the middle or at the beginning of that the scale. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think that the harder it is for you, it's, it's like the wave, right? Or mm. like the, the lower that you go, the higher you're going to get back up as well so there has to be a balance there there's like the pendulum like the father is going to the left is the father is gonna go to the right as well i think the point for us is to stabilize ourselves to not swing too far in both direction so that we can stay more at peace i think the center is where we need to work ourselves toward in order to always stay in that balance and that peace. Yes. I really like the way you explain that. I, I agree with it 100% as well. And uh, so if we go back to your story, you left US, you went to Vietnam, you spent some time there. You finally thought, you realized, you know what, I want to travel. I want to do all these things. I'm assuming it wasn't easy for you to share that with your family. How, how did that dynamic go? When you explained, you know what, I don't want to do what I've spent my life doing because it's not bringing me joy and I want to do this. It was very difficult for them to take that, um, especially for my mom, because she's very traditional, very conservative, and she cared a lot about financial stability. It was because of her background. She was an orphan and her parents passed away when she was only 10 so she grew up with her older siblings she didn't have a lot of stability especially that was during the war as well uh, that was just right after world war ii and that was due during the vietnam war so she struggled a lot growing up so the the first thing that she wanted for me was to have that financial stability uh, and she was thinking that if I have higher education and have better job, then I'll be able to find that stability on my own. So it was, and when I took the risk and when I told her that that wasn't the path I wanted to do, that's completely opposite of her vision, of course, is brought up a lot of fear in her 
she was afraid I wouldn't make it and that I would struggle like she was with on the finance. Nobody would care about me. So it was very difficult for her to take. But and especially when I told her that I'm going to live in my vein. <laughs> yeah, there must have been a discussion. Yeah. <laughs> so she was too, like pushing me all the time to go back to my engineering job, but I didn't, I just could not bring myself go back to that path anymore. And I, the only thing that I wanted to do was just to discover who I am and to travel, to follow that passion of traveling. And that was one way for me to discover myself. And I just wanted to kind of, discover by exploring different possibilities just do whatever that I was interested in and not care so much about making more money or getting higher status in the society I I think I literally threw away my uh, diploma <laughs> I didn't really use it after I come to Canada <laughs> and so and because she invested in my education as well, so that was difficult for her to take, and I totally understand that, but all of it wasn't going to waste because all of my experience in education in the U.S. was what helped me to get through the immigration with Canada, and that helped me to come here and to be a department residence and give me the freedom that I needed to explore myself, to be myself, and reinvent myself in a different way that is more authentic to who I am. It's just difficult for my mom to understand that spiritual point of view because she has never had that opportunities. And for her, having stability is the most important thing, but she's lived in a different generation. So I don't really expect her to really understand the journey that I have to go through. Um, I can explain as much as I I, I can to her, but it it just uh, depends on her, like how much she wants to take that. And the more that I go as a person, and she started to kind of be okay with it and not um, struggle so much um, in that fear of me going to be, you know, homeless or not having a stable job or something it's still hard for her to kind of see me as is the person that is you and some other people here in Canada and my viewers and my followers see me as you know like for her I I was still a forever like a little girl that she need to protect and that if she sees me not having family or not having a stable job, that brings up a lot of stress for her as well. But I cannot, I I cannot do anything about it because that is something that she brings upon herself. And um, my own growth journey, I would have to go through with it until... I finally find my own philosopher's stone, to yes. put it that way. You know? Exactly. And I, yeah. 
And I, I really like the way you describe that. And I can definitely see how it would be difficult for her and why. And I love the explanations there. And at the end of the day, it's like, if you were to do what would please her, that means you're not in alignment with your own soul. So you would be miserable like you were those 12 years. So you had to make a tough choice and say, you know what, I'm going to live the life that I want to live for my own heart. And I, I say the tough choices because disappointing people that have raised you, supported you, right? But you're saying, you know what, this is what I want to do. And it's beautiful to hear that after so much time now, she's being more open, but you still acknowledge that it's difficult for her. And I would imagine that for our listeners and your followers as well, it, this is a similar topic in their life because, of course, our parents grew up in different generations, right? More scarcity in those times, depending, especially for immigrants like yourself and me and other countries, right? More, just besides the scarcity, more yeah conflict maybe some parts of the world have conflict now but in the past there was even more right so there were different fears that unfortunately stay with you until you can do the work but if you're not aware that you can do the work which some people are not then there's not much you can do and by you living in your purpose and living and following your heart you're empowering so many people around you including your mother and others to see maybe you know what there is a choice there is something i can do about this it will be tougher for some but that's that's just how life is. Yeah, it's like there's there's just so many challenges and obstacles between us because it's just not different. The, the differences in generations, but also the point of views of East and West. She's very conservative and she's extremely religious as well. So there's also mm. the card of religions that playing between yeah. us as well, you know, like, like following a spiritual path wise for her. She's a very strict Catholic. So we kind of always like go head in head. <laughs> we just cannot never agree with, you know, anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely see that as well, right? And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can make for interesting conversations, I would imagine, when we talk to that. <laughs> We, 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 that, that's the reason why it's difficult for me to live with my family because I'm like a black sheep, like literally a black sheep. I'm just like no one else in my family. I'm the only one who live here in Canada. I'm the only one that pursuing that the spiritual path. And I was the only one to obtain higher education. So ever since I was little, like I always felt like I, I, I was different than the rest of my family. I couldn't really fit in. So my whole life, I was just like an outsider. <laughs> and so I think that was the reason why that drove me to be uh, nomadic because I didn't find anywhere I could fit in. It was easy for me to adapt and integrate to different societies and different cultures because of all my traveling experiences but I don't see myself particularly as an individual that's connect to that certain culture like I don't really necessarily see myself as like Canadian or Vietnamese I see myself as just an individual because of the experiences. Because I, I, I didn't see myself fitting into any of it, but yet I still can connect to them as an outsider <laughs> looking that's in. No, that's, 
Well, yeah. that's such a deep thought and, and uh, idea because what you're saying, if I understand correctly, is the idea that you don't have an identity that's tied to any one place, any one nation, religion, culture. You made yeah. it your own, right? So you're tied to yourself and you have your own identity. And that's, I would say that's amazing. And it could be definitely a goal for many people, but the way the world works, it's very unrealistic or tough to put in, in play. And it's beautiful to see people like yourself that have been able to do that, to find their identity. It's, it's so much easier to, when you're able to look at yourself that way, it's so much easier to release the, the prideful attachment. Like, you know, like I, if I say I am Vietnamese, then I have the pride of being the, the, the Vietnamese, you know? And so when you have that pride, there's also a sense of discrimination as well. It's, it's easy yes. to to see that other people is wrong and you are right. And when I go back to my home country, I, I see a lot of discriminations which really upsets me. And the fact that because I didn't really see myself as a Vietnamese because I was so different. <laughs> it's like a lot of things didn't upset me what expats or the foreigners do. But for the locals, for the Vietnamese, for, for them, it may be upsetting. And that, that's the reason why it's easy for me to connect, but not so deep at the point that I... I take on that identity, like attach my pride to it. And I see that's the reason why there's just so much discrimination in the world when you have like so much pride of your own culture. And when I detach from that, and the more I travel, the more I get to connect with different culture and different people. And I just, yeah, I, I just don't see myself as, you know, particular Vietnamese or like traditional Vietnamese anymore, traditional Canadian anymore. <laughs> so I like that message a lot because the discrimination component is huge and it speaks to what's happening in the world around race wars, right? Or skin color discrimination, right? Or background even, right? The different you're educated versus I'm not, right? And that type of discrimination. And once you can detach yourself from any one specific identity, you can then realize that everyone, like you, Vivi, me, our skin color may be different, our race may be different, but we're still all humans, right? Right. We're right. all human beings on this same planet. So why does it matter if you're brown, I'm black, or white, or whatever, or if you like men or women? They shouldn't matter, right? They shouldn't matter at all because at the end of the day, we are just human beings trying to live our best lives, show our best selves, and then just move on. And that's the... A big aha moment for me many years ago when I came to the realization, you know what? It doesn't matter who you are on the outside, right? It's what matters is what's on the inside. And you touched on that at the beginning. It's like following yeah. your heart, right? Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, society, and again, very similar to the story of your family and many other families, of it, come, it, it shapes us out of fear, right? Fear of something being different, fear of maybe what happened in the past, right? So that's fresh in our minds and we need to separate. And we need to put us against them instead of being with us and them together. And now we form a coalition. So definitely a message that I would love to, through, through talking to people like you, Vivi, share across the world. It's, you know what? Let's be a bit more considering, see what do we identify with and 
do we really agree with it at the bot at the core of it right yeah that and that, that that's the reason why i i want to share my message about freedom especially i also realized that i have the privilege to travel around the world and to get to meet so many different people and different cultures but not many people from vietnam who have that privilege or people from south asia you know have that privilege of traveling yes. around the world because there's the restriction there like if you want to travel somewhere else you would have to get visas and there's a lot attached to that visa you ha really have to prove yourself with your finance your jobs like your whole life story pretty much so for some of the people in vietnam like they don't get to experience what i experience and that's the reason why i'm so passionate about helping people and and the world to gain that freedom to have especially to have the world united in just one war instead of like separated countries and that if you and we all should have that right of traveling that right of movement like we should have that freedom because the more that you travel the more knowledge that you learn um the more that you get to you learn from different cultures and and different places and from there you would get to have many different ideas to solve your own problems and that would also help the world to be more connected as well right but the more this restriction it is in the world for that freedom of movement the more we separate it as um, society and as human because we don't get to see how other people live we don't get to see how they that they, they think and how they function in their society and we can only when when we put ourselves in a box in our own bubble we don't see anything else around the world right and when when we and and when we interfere with that when other people have different opinions then um there's argument and there's hatred so when you travel you get to interact with people more at the personal level then you get to understand them as a person as a community as a, a society and from there there's more understanding when there's more communication and that's why there's more connection and that's how we can obtain world peace otherwise like if we don't if everyone is restricted if we all are, are not allowed to interact with each other we don't have that communication and there's so much miscommunication about the world especially like in politics already the way you described uh, uh, that scenario right because you're absolutely correct that if you are in your bubble right it's easy to dehumanize people outside of the bubble mm -hmm. because you, like you say you don't know anything about them why would you care and then when you start to travel like you mentioned and start to see other cultures and in some countries you don't even have to travel far right like in canada we have the privilege of welcoming so many 
nationalities and religions and races that it makes it easy to 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 find people in a specific culture and and learn but what i found fascinating for me to add to what you you said is the idea that once you do that once you see other cultures you realize wait so we're not that different anyway right mm-hmm. again like your skin color might be different your race might be different but we're still pretty much the same right we all want to have a good life we all want to find our path right to to have fulfillment in what we do and we're not that different right exactly and in my opinion like in order to have that freedom we have to have that inner freedom first in order to establish more freedom out there in the world because as you see in COVID 2020 like everyone is in chaos because because the whole world is in fear everyone was in fear and that's why they're just so much argument there were just so many things was crazy things going on around the world and that's really reflect the society that we are in at the moment everyone really function based on fears and we all make decisions based on fears and that ripped apart families and friends everyone have different opinions and no one could really come together there was so like i, I think covid um 19 in 2020 really shows it's like a reflection for us to see like what we are and who we are as a society and that we are so much in fear and fear is such a restriction force and is it's trapped it's like an entrapment and so the more that it is the more the more fear it is, the more restriction. And that's the reason why we see so much restriction in movement and we see the whole world is separated, everything separated. Like in Canada, you see provinces separated. Even exactly. That, that was a tough one for um, sure. Yeah, and, and no one is allowed to move anywhere. You're not allowed even to go outside of your house. It's crazy. So you have arguments with friends and family and with your neighbor and everything like it's really um constrict the whole world and that's the reason why we didn't have that freedom at movement anymore and so in order uh, to to gain more freedom inner freedom we have to release on these fears and that would reflect to the outside world to con- connect first within ourselves and then with the communities and the society and the country and the whole world together. So as you can see, if you see the reflection of COVID, what it does to you and the society and the world, we would have to, you know, deconstruct that process and you have to like go within in order to find that freedom so that it can reflect it out into the world and that was the message that I was trying to get to everyone through my process of alchemy um, in, in my book and because it's um, a process of ascension in, of releasing fears so that you can um, obtain that inner freedom uh, inner peace and project that outward to the world. Everything starts from the within first. So, and that's what I would like to promote. It's not about like being um, financially free from the outside and then you would get that freedom 
from the inside. It's actually the other way around. Yeah, so that, that's that's such a nice way to wrap that up. And I, I, I definitely love the way you connected all those pieces. And I would say on fear specifically, that's such a good point. It is restrictive, right? It's almost like the horses have the blinders on. And if you lead with fear, you only see one path because it's about protecting yourself at the core, right? And that's why you lead with fear. But imagine all the opportunities missed around you by shifting. And it doesn't, the fear doesn't allow you to look at the bright side, right? It doesn't allow you to look at all the good things because fear leads, again, wants to protect you or your body or mind wants to protect you. So you lead with fear, but then what happens to your point? A lot of suffering for you and those around you. And that just perpetuates, right? Because until you put a stop to that and say, you know, it's my choice to, to lead from a fear place or from a love place. And we're not saying that if you lead from a love place, all the fears will go away, but you can acknowledge them. At least I saw in my life, if I look at the positive side and lead from love, I can acknowledge all the negative things, but not emphasize them, right? And not bring them into reality as much. I really like that point that you brought up. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And that's, in order to overcome these fears, you're going to need to have courage and get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I, the way that I see is like what happened through the pandemic is really is the catalyst to push people out of the comfort zone and to make a change, to make the difference. If they choose to see it that way, of course. Exactly. Yeah, it's free will, right? You have a choice. Like if... If you know you're miserable, right? If you know there's something you don't agree with, you have a choice to take a step back, try to become aware of what the problem might be, what the root cause, and do some work, right? It's not going to happen overnight. Like even, even in your case, right? It took 12 years. And then it also took an outside force to give you a helping hand to get you to this path, right? And then, of yeah. course, the rest, you did it all yourself. You put all the work. There were some dark days, I would imagine. There were a lot of positive days as well. But it starts with that awareness, it starts with that will, the desire to to make uh-huh. a change to how everything is and challenge the status quo. And that's what I love about the the place we're in time right now, despite all the negative ha- things happening, right? Guess what? People are awakening to the fact that, you know what? Maybe it's better to lead from a place of love. Maybe it's better to look at the bright side and build more of that and less of the fear, less of the hate. And it will take a lot of effort. It will take a lot of conversations like the the one we're having right now to bring awareness to the situation. And in my mind, awareness is half the battle. If you become aware, then you can start making changes. Yeah, exactly. I think awareness is the key to everything, is the, the, the platform for you to make the change. So I totally agree with you there. And that's why I I, I wanted to introduce the process of alchemy because yes. that was that that brought me so much awareness of my life journey and from there is not only that is is helps me to see everything at a higher point of view but also give me the motivation to continue pushing forward when i actually understand where I am at the moment, at what stage I am in, and what do I need to do in order to go to the next level? How can I continue to push myself 
because if I continue to stay here, then I would not go anywhere. I would not yeah. get to the, the finish line and I wouldn't get the success, the dreams that I want for my life. You know? Exactly. So before we jump into the alchemy piece, and you can tell us a bit more of how it transformed your life. For the people in the audience that are not necessarily familiar with alchemy, can you give us a quick description of why it is for you and why it helped you? Yeah, so it helped. Once I understand the alchemical process, I, as I said earlier, it's really helped me to detach and let go specifically with heavier emotion is helps me to because it helped me to see everything at the higher point of view it allows me to kind of let go the anger and the resentment and is make it so much easier to forgive the people that hurt me and the circumstances that I was in and especially forgiving myself as well because I didn't know anything back then so I had to make those kind of decisions I I, I had to put myself in a trap so so I think forgiveness is really relieving and releasing and it helps you to be lighter and the process of alchemy is all about purification at every stage is a process of purification in a different ways using different elements. And I'm talking about natural elements like earth, air, fire, and water. So it utilizes these elements in order to purify yourself, not just at a physical level, but more so at the soul level by releasing all these heavy burdens and emotions so you can be lighter and the lighter you become the easier for you to fly hence the 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 butterfly is the symbol of alchemy because it's all about transformation and transmutation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now that's that's real thank you for explaining that and of course you said that you read a book first that's kind of what opened your mind up to alchemy do you think your background in chemistry and bioengineering <laughs> helped with your understanding? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> is, is that what drew me into alchemy in, in the beginning? Because I was curious, hmm, what kind of chemistry process this is, you know? But if, if you really get to understand the concept of alchemy, you would get to see everything is chemistry because literally everything is made up of um, atoms, molecules, you know, including our cells. Everything in the world is chemistry. Mm-hmm. So it's alchemy. Because it's all about transforming and transmuting one form to another. It's basically what you do in chemistry. Like you get like one form of chemical and you put heat to it or you dissolve it to turn it into something else. But in a more philosophical way, this is the process that you do with yourself. And so the concept of turning lead into gold is lead is the heavier metal, which represents the heavier aspect of yourself. 
the part that hold you down, like anchor you down, so you cannot ascend. So mm-hmm. gold is more like a lighter metal. Something is more precious, right? So that represents the the higher aspect of yourself or your higher self, but the part of yourself that is light and that is something that's precious, something that is beautiful and valuable. And so alchemy is that process of you know breaking down that lead by putting it into fire and then dousing it into water and pushing and, and pushing it in and conform it with other metals breaking down all the chemical structure in order to make it into gold. And so it's the same with ourselves. We carry a lot of impurities. We carry indoctrination from our childhood that created by family and societies or friends and people around us. And that these are the impurities that really put you down. And so we need that alchemical process that kind of push you, throw you into the fires. These are the challenges to to break down on the impurities and help you to see, oh, these beliefs and these traditions, these cultures do not really work. They do not make sense and they do not work in this current society and something needs to change. And so if you're in that comfort zone, then you're not going to be able to see uh, the negative side of these these beliefs and on these traditions. That's the reason why you would have to be thrown into challenges in order to see the shadow aspect of yourself, um, the things that was put in your head, you know, like, and it is buried deep into the subconscious and that's the beauty of alchemy. It pushes you to see on these things and acknowledge on these things. So you have to do something about it. And if you don't, then you're just going to keep going around in the circle and create the same circumstance and create the same suffering. And that's why we have, you know, the wheel of karma. <laughs> just keep going around and around because it's so difficult for people to make the change. Is is. It needs a lot of courage and it needs us to be completely truth ourselves to face that shadow and to be honest that this is not working. I don't like this part of myself and that I would have to do something about it and I would have to get out and figure a way out to, to, to make a change, to make a difference. Yeah, and it sounds like, if I may add, it sounds like what you just said here, right? If I don't like that, I'm always angry. If I don't like that, I'm always anxious, stressed. Well, that's a sign that maybe something is not working. No, maybe. For sure something isn't working, so I can do something about that. This is such a beautiful message. So maybe, can you give us an example of an alchemical process that has helped you overcome some of these challenges like are we talking about burning sage for example and allowing working out with the air and the smells and everything else or is it even more simple at all more complicated yeah so a, a simple way to explain it like let me introduce about the seven stages of alchemy first just very mm-hmm. briefly just Absolutely. let me mention it so the first stage of alchemy is the the process of putting you down <laughs> the fire to break down of everything 
And the second process is about the subconscious, which make you more aware of your negative beliefs and by throwing you into water and that's the process of uh, distillation, then um, you would, and then it separate, separate the heavy metals and the lighter metal through air and that's the process of separation. And then we have the conjunction where the two objects, the two different kinds of metal that are melding together to create something new. And then the fermentation is the process of breaking down anything further using inner fire. And mm. that's often represented with the process of the dark side of the soul. Yes. Right? Then, then we have to go through the next level is the, the distillation, which is kind of like the essential oil to get something like really precious like essential oil right is it yeah, yeah it, it's very nice it's like a refining refining and refining and refining until you it's get to refining the yes yes and then 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 we would get the philosopher's stone in the end and that would be the last day the coagulation so An example for that, maybe it was easy to bring up the example when I was in the U.S. I, I think that was the beginning for me when everything started to break down. And I think that was the fire that threw into the pot and to kind of stir something up because I didn't actually know what was happening to me back then. Uh, I didn't know that I was supposed to go through the alchemical process. Of course, I just went with everything that was happening to me. And the way that helped me to get out of it was to follow my heart. And that's, I, I think I received a lot of guide and support. I don't know, from the universe, <laughs> you know, and I just kind of follow my intuition And I went with it and I go through with it. So I think that was the first stage for me. That so that's that awareness stage in a way, right? That's kind of when you start to become aware that this is not something you want to continue experiencing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the first thing that like pushed me to get into personal development. And I didn't know anything about spirituality back then. I just wanted to find a way out like yes. to 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 make my life better really yeah yeah and... that's, a, that's, that's a great example right because it brings you back to the beginning and how we all start at that spot right it could be 20 it could be 25 maybe younger maybe it could be 40 50 70 right there's no there's no such thing as too late for starting a process like this right like the way i see it is like you can start a new spiritual path the path of self-discovery, the path of improving yourself at any stage in your life, right? It's never too late. I guess that's, the, that's what I want to get to. It's never too late. No, no. I, I, I think everyone has their own time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you, it, it also depends on you as well, like how much you want to swim up the stream. <laughs> Go that's again. the technology, yes. 
Yeah, because I mean, this, like you said, it's not easy. You're going against the grain. You're going against society norms, right? Against family norms. And it might be challenging, but the beauty is, if you look at, let's say, yourself again, look at the impact you can have, not only on yourself, right? But the impact on those around you, right? And bringing others along with you. And I think that's the beauty of this, is that not only are you transforming yourself and you're becoming a, a better person, you're becoming a um, healthier person, right? Mentally, physically, you're becoming a better version of yourself. But by doing that, you're showing everyone else around you that, you know what, you can do it too. You have the choice. Right, right. I think that's very important. Everyone has a choice. And you, you're given so many opportunities. It depends on whether you want to take it or not. So exactly. right, everyone has their own timing, but the choices and the opportunities are always going to be there. Yeah, baby, this, this has been phenomenal. Thank you for so much wisdom. I want to kind of move in a small di- another direction before we come back to anything else you want to add. Because I, I want to ask you two questions that I like to ask my guests. And I think this is going to be really interesting with you because, because you've had such a beautiful journey. It has to do with time travel. So let's, let's say you can go back in time, right? 10 years ago. So kind of when your journey started. And you can give your younger self one piece of advice. What would you want to tell yourself to make the journey maybe more pleasant or just enjoy more? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I would say that. Just enjoy more and not to be so stressed and anxious on the time and that everything is going to be okay. To be honest, like even now, whenever I feel anxiety and things do not work out my way, I still tell myself that like everything's going to be okay because I already experienced that before and if 10 years ago and if that has turned out okay because my life is much better than it used to be now, then whatever struggle that I have now I know that my future self is going to come back and tell me everything is going to be okay. It's going to work out the way that you want, you know, <laughs> because right. back then I didn't know that I was going to be a nomad. And then I have a really fun, beautiful, adventurous life. And I, I, I really like the person that I become now compared to the person that I was. And so I know that everything is going to be okay. That's, I, I cannot, yeah, that's such an amazing message, right? Because it is, it is true, right? Especially if you lead, like you said, and we were talking about earlier from a place of love, right? If you follow your heart, that's the only thing that it can be. It can, it's going to be okay. Sure, there will be challenges, right? There will be dark times. There will be, there will be parts you may not like. Yeah. But in the end, it will be okay. I really like the message. So if we were to keep the timetable theme going, now you go 10 years in the future, you see all the amazing things you've accomplished, right? The, the beautiful platform you built, the messages you've delivered, the people you've helped. And you get to sit with your older self for, you know, let's say, a 15-minute conversation, a mentor se- mentorship session. And you can bring back one piece of advice into the present so you can make your life a bit better. What would that be? I think it would still be the same message that, like, oh, and yeah, that's going to be okay. <laughs> but I think... <laughs> you know what's funny? I thought... For sure, you're gonna say that. Before I even <laughs> ask the question, I'm like, I wonder if baby is gonna say. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Everything is going to work out. Just whatever that you want to manifest, just it's it's already happened, and everything is gonna work out exactly what you want. Exactly, because you know, you can, yeah. Right when you shift your enjoy mentality, enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. All the ups and downs, because that's what that's what life is all about. 
you need to experience on the ups and downs because that's what makes the story. And so, yeah, just when when you are at the bottom, when you're in, at that low stage, just know that everything is going to be okay to get yourself back up because we always going to experience that rhythm of life. And of course, things are not going to be going smoothly. Like I, I told you earlier before we started the, the podcast about my vision and what I really want to do in the future. So I know there's still going to be a lot of challenges and a lot of risks. So I, I do feel anxious about it as well. But yeah, if my 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 future self come back and tell me and I would envision that that person my future self would tell me that oh you're gonna have it and you know you whatever you want to manifest you're gonna have it and you're gonna make it happen <laughs> it's like like you said it's like enjoying the journey right like yeah. don't stress too much enjoy the moment enjoy the journey and that was a big big lesson for me by the way in the last year or so because I was always someone that would always think about the past but also out about the future and not living in the moment and if you don't get to enjoy the journey, then what's the point? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so before we, we let you go for today, is there anything else you'd want to touch on? Any other piece of wisdom you want to share with the audience? Anything else that's top of mind for you? I think I pretty much share everything. So thank you so much for having me again and allow me to express myself and my message to me, the most important thing and the biggest lesson is always about following the heart and that's where everything started for me. And so I would say that's the most important thing that I would want to share with your listener and start from there. Just follow your passion, follow your interests. Just start with the small step. You don't have to like jump and go all the way and turn 180 degrees. Just Follow what you like to do, even just the little thing in your day and just start from there and just increase, make it bigger and bigger over time. Just So that's how you get to connect with your heart, to follow your heart that way a, a little bit at a time. You don't have to make a switch so drastically like I do. But a lot of things that I do, I make very small steps, very small adjustments as well, especially with my event life. It wasn't easy for me in the beginning I, it, because it's such a, a drastic change in lifestyle and it took me a long time to adjust and adapt and I take a baby little step um, along the way to make myself comfortable with when, when life, which I have been living for five years now. So, and it's, it's oh, okay. just everything else I do as well. I just take the, the small step one bit at a time and when I struggle and when, when I fight challenges, I also do that. I remind myself, if this is too big, I'm going to scale it down and just take one step at a time. And just that's how you get to follow your interests, your passion, and make a little change at a time while connecting with your heart as well. Wow, that's such a beautiful message to leave the audience with because, like you said, right, the challenges will be big, speed them down is smaller, easier to accomplish steps right and all of a sudden you're going to be much further along in no time and you're going to realize looking back you're like wow that looks so hard but now no it's not yeah. i can yeah. do this i can i can conquer it amazing vv so if someone wants to learn more about you connect with you watch more of your content where can they find you i do have a youtube channel it's called personal growth through van life 
And I also have my book as well, which is called Living Through Alchemy. And you can find it on my website, livingthroughalchemy.com. It's currently published on Amazon and Lulu. That's where you can find a book. I'm also active on social media. You can find me on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is V, like V-I dot, V-I dot, Thai, T-H-A-I. Perfect. And of course, we'll have all these links in the in the show notes and description. So for those that are listening, you don't have to remember that. Just click on the description. Vivi, I want to thank you again. It's been a pleasure. I learned a lot, as I always do. And it's so, so beautiful to, to have conversations like this. So thank you again. It was a pleasure. It's my pleasure as well. Thank you, Constantine. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. To find out more amazing content and episodes, please visit UnleashThyself.com or you can find us on social media.